Real World Podcast is a conversation to bridge the gap between baby boomers and millennials, and we do not pretend to be experts in any capacity. We hope that you spend some time with us. My name is Brian. I'm here with my mother today, Bobby. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, Mama? Good. Good. We're ready for our discussion today on eternal life, and I think you're going to uh, start us off. Yes, we are. So, we're talking about eternal life. It is something... It is something. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're still getting used to the whole mic thing. And Brian well, was uh, last time I, just so I can interject here, the last two episodes, I was too loud and Brian was too soft. And so you pretty much have to kind of kiss the mic when you're doing this. And so anyway, here we are. Well, with that, <laughs> <laughs> I was I like trying to, to not, fun. I was trying to not get meta about it. <laughs> I have to scroll through my notes. Okay. Uh, but yeah, one of the things we wanted to talk about first was sort of our perception of eternal life. A lot of us have our own views. Uh, we have our own thoughts about what we would be after Jesus died. If you're not a Christian and listening, you probably have your own views. I remember back in high school, there's, I heard this one story of this one guy who imagined after he died, he would be cremated and then buried uh, as ashes with a tree, and then he would be a tree for eternity. <laughs> wow, I hadn't heard that one before. Uh, uh, it was definitely an interesting take. This was somebody in class? No, this, this was, oh, this, was read about. this was someone who came to speak or something. What are you looking at? This bottle over here that just fell over. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. It was weird. Out of the corner of my eye, I just saw this bottle fall over, and I'm like, why? Okay. It's a magical sorry. bottle. Yes. But anyways, uh, I figured to get started, I would sort of share my <laughs> own view uh, as a Christian, I obviously believe that eternal life is given by Jesus Christ, uh, and that is through him that we have eternity, and that one day we will be resurrected after we die, and we will be judged according to our gifts, and then we'll spend eternity with him. But that eternity, looks for me, looks a lot different than for a lot of people. I've always imagined it as exploration. We have an entire near-infinite universe, not a true infinite, of course, of space, of planets, of things to explore, dangers to uncover, yet there'll be kind no... Kind of like our dreams? Kind of like our dreams. Hmm, interesting. And I feel like I can't help but imagine that that eternity will be spent with me and Jesus in an Indiana Jones-esque uh, so is this exploration. Like, are you including some of these thoughts and so forth that you have in your novel that you're writing? No. Like, no. Oh, okay. That is, that is pure fantasy. Pure fantasy novel. Okay. That okay. is pure fantasy, and it is definitely not anything like Paradise. <laughs> there's, okay. There's plenty of evil. Otherwise, uh, I see. Otherwise, what's the, what's the story? Mm, okay. Okay. Now the people now there's gonna be one person <laughs> listening to this and like oh Brian's making a novel yes we're we gonna pressure true. him yes that's right when's it gonna be finished Brian well let's see it's been uh, seven years <laughs> started in 2014 hmm. and oh I just heard Revan he he clawed at the yes, door he clawed at the door yeah Brian yeah. brought his dog today and the dog is wanting in with us yeah he doesn't want to be away from his papa nope he He's doesn't a boy that's right. Okay, go ahead. Let's continue on eternal life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think for the most part, that, that is my vision. I mean, I also think there's obviously going to be worship. There's going to be times where we spent just talking. Like whenever you're with family, you're just sitting around a table dinner or maybe having snacks. So you're just talking, talking with friends, talking with family. 
and just having a blast. I think just that's being with each other, just being with each other, fellowship. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I also think a big part of that will be work that doesn't feel like work. And <laughs> he is so antsy right now. The, the dog. Sorry. Uh, and that will be. <laughs> okay. We need Gosh to just day. ignore the dog. Yeah. We just need to ignore him. Either that or let him in. And Either that or let him in. Yeah. We could let him in and see how he does. And then, yeah, we could do that. Okay. So, so let me kind of give a little spiel on mine or for me. Um, I mean, from my perspective, I never really thought about eternal life um, in terms of the here and now. It was more so kind of like after I die, you know, it was, it was almost like it starts at death. Um, and, you know, actually Billy Graham actually said that, like he, he, to quote him, I'm going to find his quote here. He said, everything that happens prior to death is a preparation for the final voyage. Death marks the beginning, not the end. It's our journey to God. Um, but what helps me kind of put the whole thing into perspective is a few years ago, a few years ago, it, I, I saw a, um, a quote and it was so impactful to me. And it said, you don't have a soul, you are a soul, you have a body. And when I heard that quote, it, or saw that, it was actually a meme that I saw. And, and it was just like so impactful because it really started me thinking about how eternity is forever. I mean, including from where we came from to where we're going. And like I, like I said, and when I first started talking was it, I kind of initially always thought that it started at death, but, um, and I think a lot of you probably think that way too. Um, because I think when we talk about it in terms of, you know, we think about like various messages that we've heard at church or whatever, it's usually in that context of what happens after we die versus the here and now. And, I mean, it's so important that we live for eternity now, that we don't live in the flesh, that we don't live in the here and now. I mean, just look around. Who wants to live in the here and now? Like, truly, who wants to live in the here and now? It's just a crazy world out there. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that we don't do it, our best while we're here. It's a fallen world. Well, it is a fallen world. and um, But... In any regard, I think we do need to view eternal life as eternal. I know that sounds really strange, but I mean like forever. And, and, and it's now, not just in the future, but it, it's now. Yeah, and I mean that brings up one of my favorite verses I've ever had. <laughs> Heaven is just now harassing you now that, now that he's inside. <laughs> I'm ignoring him. He's a good boy. He just lead, needs constant affection because he's a pupper. Uh. Anyways, my, one of my favorite verses, actually, this is my favorite verse in all of Scripture, and that's John 17, 3. Uh, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and the Christ whom you've sent. Uh, this is a passage in the middle of Jesus' prayer as he's in the Garden of Gethsemane waiting to be betrayed. His disciples have fallen asleep, or now he's just praying to God. And it's just a beautiful verse, because in the midst of all this chaos and against all this all these problems going on. 
And Jesus gives us just literally the definition of eternal life, and that is being in relationship with God. Uh, and specifically, not just God, but also Christ specifically. And I don't know. It's just something that's always, it's always something that's been on my mind. It's my, like I said, it's my favorite verse. And so often it makes me postulate, well, then if this is eternal life, then what is this for now? Uh, because then that mean, that implies eternal life is knowing God and we can know God now. So then we can have a part of eternal life now. We can have part of eternity now. And it kind of defines heaven then implicitly as being in the presence of God or being in a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Th- yeah, there's a part of a part of that beauty of eternity is here now. And I think a lot of us miss out on it because we're so focused on what's fallen that we can't see what's been redeemed. Hmm. That's a really good point, Brian. Um, uh, I mean, I think that, you know, whatever... Whatever we're doing, whatever we're thinking of, um, in terms of the past, present, future, that it all needs to be for God's glory and not ours. And so we get so caught up in the flesh and our own desires, and we don't consider like His will for our life and what we should be doing. You know, He gives us all gifts. We ha- all have different gifts, and yet sometimes we use those gifts for personal pleasure instead of for his glory. And I think if we use things for his glory, I think it might be easier to feel that eternity now, you know, to, to have that connection. Yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense. It's a lot of times I'm trying to remember the passages. I've actually, I think it's Romans eight where, uh, we are meant to be conformed to the likeness of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, all good, all things, Happen for good to those who love God are called Romans according 8, to called according to His purposes. Uh, for I can't ever remember eight, Romans eight twenty nine, but it's along the lines of for we've been predestined to transform into the image of a son. Mm. Well, one and, thing I think people miss out on though Romans eight twenty eight is that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and who are called according to His purposes. And a lot of times people leave that last part out. So it's like, oh, if I love the Lord, everything comes together for good. And it's like, no, it's got to be according to his will, though. Yeah, it's, uh, do, you want, do you want everything you have in life? Mm-hmm. Then uh, love God and want God the most, and you'll have everything you want exactly. in life. Exactly. That's right. That's right. That was, uh, I just, I, my class just talked about that in First Samuel 1, the passage of on Hannah. Hmm. And that uh, her change of perspective from wanting a child to wanting God the most. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think also along those same lines, um, it, you know, when we're starting to feel like disconnected or out of touch, when we start serving others and we're helping others, we are so blessed by that. It draws us back to the Lord. Yeah, it does. I mean, that's part of the reason why I'm pretty sure Christ wanted us to form the church so we can be in community. If we're all just totally. left by ourselves, Lord then. help us. <laughs> truly. Mean, exactly. No, truly, because we'd all we'd all be given into our own desires. And you know, as we've been talking about Romans, um, and I'm sorry I'm going in and out of this mic. I'm actually like close to the mic, but as depending on how I turn my head, it this actually sounds better like right here. <laughs> oh, this is so strange. 
Um, but anyway, now I've already lost my train of thought. It's okay. <laughs> so go ahead and take it, Brian. <laughs> One of the things I thought we would kind of talk about maybe a bit about eternal life is also, I think, some of the, maybe the fears. Okay. Because yeah, when be we think of, we're talking about how it's truly infinite. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it's eternal. I mean, mm-hmm. that's eternity right. is right. infinite. Right. Uh, I guess it's technically not true infinite because it has a starting point. just doesn't have an ending point to our knowledge. Mm. Okay, uh, that's interesting. I hadn't even thought about that. Uh, <laughs> Although he said that we were predestined. Like, yeah, we've so, been predestined, so, so in a sense. Know. So in a sense, we really kind of always were, uh, I think. Not not quite in the same sense God is. Right, I agree. I agree, not in the same <laughs> and, and sense, the, in, but at least in, in sense, his thoughts. Yeah, in the sense that uh, in, in his thought, in his right. mind. In his thought, in his uh, mind, yeah. Since God exists outside of time. Right. And he stepped into time with Jesus. Right, right. Uh, but I, I feel like a very common fear I've had when I was younger, a lot of other people I've had talked to that were younger uh, and older, I, maybe not as quite as many of the older folks I've talked to. I feel like as you get older, the idea of being in a place where you can rest forever is more appeasing, appealing to someone whose body is hurting <laughs> or they're tired all mm-hmm. the time. That's, yeah, well, you just, and, uh, and also you get to a place where you're just like, more satisfied with things and and you can look back with just gratitude and you're just so thankful yeah i think that's a big part of it too but i also feel like a lot of the people i talk to my age they look at heaven they view it as boring and they view it as boring for eternity uh and and it's just because everyone's idea of eternity is based on pop culture and not really scripture and when it is based on scripture, like the main idea is us just standing in a circle worshiping God for eternity. And for most people, even a lot of Christians, that's not very appealing because it's mm. like the same exact thing forever. And you feel like you might lose your mind if you do that. Well, it's interesting <laughs> though, but your take is that we'd be off ad- in Adventureland. Uh, I mean, you know. in my mind, I would be off in Adventureland. I don't know about <laughs> all of you. <laughs> Uh, no, but scripture is described, uh, scripture describes that the eternal life will be like work. The new earth and the new heaven will be like Eden. Uh, so there'll be work like there was in Eden. Uh, that'll mean farming, cultivating the ground, uh, which is one of the, uh, Adam's commands. And it'll also be, uh, as what's the first command God gave be, a <laughs> uh, be abundant and multiply. Or uh, sort of saying, uh, go, go cultivate the earth, uh, explore, uh, reproduce, uh, <laughs> which I also think is kind of funny. One of the first com- God's commands is to have sex. <laughs> oh, brother! Uh, okay, that is scriptural. That is it, that is it, that is literally holy canon. <laughs> yes, I get it. Uh, I get it. <laughs> You you seem disappointed in me. No, <laughs> I'm just like oh brother. Uh, it is, of course that's what a 25 year old would uh, right. pick, be able to pick out. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> but no, one part of Adam's command is to go explore, go name all the animals in the garden. Uh, it is this aspect of adventure, not just farming, but also parts of adventure. So I think there's some of us who might end up becoming farmers. I think there's some of us who might be explorers. I think there's a lot of different things that we could do in eternity that isn't necessarily boring and we'll have perfect bodies. So it's not like we'll get tired. There's no more death. There's no more pain. So there's not any serious true risk uh, or danger to us. Mm-hmm. Well, 
The other thing that I would have you think or ask you to think about is, you know, like, do you want to face your future as like a pessimist, um, a critic, um, you know, cynical and or be separated from God, which is what sin will do if you don't come to Christ or you can live for his glory. And which one do you think is going to make you happier? Like if, if you're you're grateful and um, you're generous with your time and your money to his kingdom, how, which one do you think you're going to fare better? Yeah, it's, what does Jesus say? That uh, John the Baptist is the greatest man, pure man, of course, including himself, mm-hmm. that to have ever lived. And then he says, and John the ba- and the, the, the least in the kingdom of heaven, or effectively saying like the lowest rank in the kingdom of heaven is still going to be greater than John the Baptist. Which is just, I can't even fathom that. Like that just doesn't even... I, I don't know. I can't even comprehend it. Yeah, it's just something that's sort of crazy to think about that just eternal life is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be beyond anything we can imagine. I don't remember which but of you're the... you're kind of talking like it's in the future. It's now, Bri. It is, but the fullness of it will the come. The fullness of it, absolutely, yes. Yes, because I don't want to contradict myself because we do, like, like, we, like we've been talking about, we mm-hmm. often think of it as something in the future. It is right. something that's now. right. Right, but there's also an aspect of the future where we, when we think about the, this is going to last forever, mm-hmm. where it, people can get so focused on, oh, it's going to be boring. Uh, they get this fear, like there's not going to be any fun because when mm-hmm. we think of fun, well, they think about that as Christians, right? I, I, mean, th- I think people, there's a lot of Christians who do that. I think there's also a lot of non-Christians who are like, why would I become a Christian? Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is like a lot of people are like, why would I want to be a Christian? You're you're boring. You have no fun. I guess they think that you know you've got to be engaging in um, less desirable things in order to have fun. I, I just personally don't understand that. Yeah, I have a lot of fun. Because <laughs> for a lot of people, since the sixties, sixties or seventies, where what is it? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like where the sixties and seventies were really kind of the yeah. Where since that time period, is pretty, pretty much everyone's ideal of heaven is sex, drugs, alcohol, mm-hmm. partying, mm-hmm. just doing whatever they want to do. Yeah. And Living for just, themselves, basically. <laughs> they just want self-gratification, but that's not heaven. Yeah, exactly. Heaven is relationship. Heaven, right. eternity, is peace. Right. Uh, not just in the world, but also within ourselves. There's no more sin that's holding us back. We no longer have to feel the force to be self-gratified. We can be totally secure in who we are. Right, and I think if we do that, if we begin that journey now of gratitude, of generosity, and so forth, I think that makes that transition, you know, to af- to the afterlife after we die out of this body, um, just much more a smooth transition. Yeah, and that's I mean that's the whole oh for anyone who knows the those big Christian words sanctification mm-hmm. that process mm-hmm. of becoming more like Jesus until we right. die uh, that second part of salvation. Craig Anderson, shout out. <laughs> I don't know if he listens to this or not. Uh, he probably doesn't, but you know what? I always love to hear and see his sanctification graph. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I know he's a really smart dude. He is a really smart dude. I he's also, been to seminary a couple times. I know, as I've heard. And I also, yeah. I mean, I don't know how to say this without sounding a little bit weird, but I love his face because he looks like, uh, 
I can't remember what his name is. He's the man who plays Count Dooku in Star Wars. Uh, you know what? It's so funny because I knew this was going to go back to Star Wars. I just knew it, and I know what you're saying. And Craig is very tall, like 6'6 six, six or something like that. And um, that's interesting, Brian, because as soon as you said that, I thought of Star Wars too. And you know what? Craig likes Star Wars. I know He's he does. He's a Star Wars fan. I, I remember, I feel like... Scott or someone told him once that he did look like Count Dooku, and mm-hmm. he thought it was pretty cool. That's awesome. But I don't know. I don't know <laughs> Count Dooku. I mean, I watch Star Wars, but well, I don't just imagine all the if characters. just imagine if Craig was a Sith. Okay. And that's, uh, okay, with, with the, with the Siths long, aren't good. No, they aren't. But imagine <laughs> someone who Craig looks like good. Craig, a little bit shorter, with a red lightsaber and a cape, and that's kind of what Count. <laughs> oh, that's kind of what okay. Count Dooku looks like. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, I lost my train of thought now too, a little bit. Oh, we talk, I was talking about Paul a bit earlier. Uh, in one of the epistles, I, I, I forgot to, I always forget which one it is. I think it's Second Corinthians because he's going on a, uh, he's going on sort of a rant in his letter about, uh, I, I'm someone who can boast, but I choose not to boast. And then he begins talking about himself in the third person. And he says, but I knew this one guy who died because he got stoned and he went to heaven and he saw that it was amazing. It is beyond anything I could describe. If I were to describe it, I would probably end up sinning because any word that a human language that is alive would be insufficient to describe its splendor and glory and beauty. Cool. And it's, could you imagine just that kind of thing where you say it's so amazing, it would be, it would do injustice to describe it ever. Hmm. And so it's like, okay, well, at the very least, that should probably have us entertained for a couple hundred years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just, I, I think I think a lot of our fears can be unfounded when mm-hmm. we talk about eternity. Yeah. Well, I'd like to circle back to the whole um, thing that I initially talked about was uh, you don't have a soul, you are a soul, you have a body. And when I think about like our educational system, you know, they're, they're fucked. Their focus is really to talk about like the mind and body, but they never talk about spiritual things. And I understand that they'll say, oh, yo, separation of church and state, but there's nothing wrong with at least introducing the the concept and i don't think they do that at all anymore and and that's really kind of scary because i think sometimes some people today um that that are growing up in the educational system today have no clue like i grew up when we actually had prayer in school and it didn't mean that i was i mean it was still generic prayer it wasn't like i was praying to a specific god or for a specific thing it was generic but at least the whole concept of prayer spirituality god was talked about and it is like it's removed from the schools today and that's just really scary to me yeah and i think one of the more dangerous aspects of that one of the big thing that separates uh that like that that teaching is that we're taught in public schools or in most schools in general, that consciousness is just the brain. Hmm. But if we think of consciousness as more than just the brain, it is part of our soul. Mm-hmm. It is our consciousness has our emotions. Our consciousness has these things that are that could be chemicals in the brain, but it's not just chemicals in the brain. If mm-hmm. it's just chemicals in the brain, addicts would never be able to overcome addiction. 
people will never be able to choose things contrary to what they should logically do or chemically do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's that's why there's there has to be something more. There's right. there, I can't remember everything off the top of my head with regarding to consciousness, but there's there's so much out there that talks about just consciousness, uh, the mm-hmm. how it, it can't just be a brain. You know, a few weeks back, um, Pastor Matt, pa- Matt Brown Sandals Church, um, where we both attend, he talked about that they've discovered something under the DNA. And I've been trying to do some research on that, and I haven't been very successful, but I'm very intrigued by that. Um, so are we talking soul underneath the DNA? I, I don't know exactly what... Um, I mean, specifically what he meant by that, but um, yeah, I, don't I have know. no idea. It, it, it's it's actually very intriguing to me that they've actually found something underneath our DNA, and maybe it's the um, the building blocks. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe someone out there who likes sandals might be a little bit offended by this, but whenever PMB. Uh, says something like that i just always like i need a source man i know i know i know i agree (laughs) Uh, i know sometimes he isn't the best about giving us sources we don't get that information necessarily but i I mean i find it intriguing and it's worth our own research you know it's not up to a pastor or a church to get us uh i mean they can inspire us to get connected with the lord and to um enable us to want to search further, but it's up to us. We have personal responsibility to seek out that knowledge, to seek out what the truth is. And um, so it's up to us to figure that out. Yeah, it is. And uh, and also think if you just started listing sources in the middle of a sermon, that would probably ruin the point of the sermon. Right, <laughs> right. No, I agree. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice to have those sources, though, like maybe – listed on the church website or something yeah i think something interesting like that would be cool uh but yeah no and so again i getting back to what i was talking about with the educational system i mean you know we have um, a physical health mental health and a spiritual and yet i think we neglect the spiritual side of things more so than everything else um and I think many people don't even realize they have a spiritual side. I think we all have it. It's just whether or not we want to uh, enact it or kind of, um, I don't know what the right word is that I'm thinking of. I can't <laughs> articulate it, but to you know, be in touch with that spiritual side. And, I mean, I know we could talk about the whole predestination, um, excuse me, topic, um, and we can talk about the word implanted in us and James, and there's just so many things that we could talk about in terms of, you know, how do we, what happens? Like, how does that happen for each of us? You know, how, how do each of us respond to that call from God? Yeah, no, it's, and I think one of the most difficult parts, parts about this is, is we were talking about, uh, as my mom was talking about how, uh, a very common and I would say theologically inaccurate belief in a lot of Christians is that we aren't a body. Uh, yeah, we aren't a body. No, we aren't a body. <laughs> We're a soul, and we have a body. Well, like I was saying, I think that's inaccurate. But if you're talking about there's mental health, physical health, but we don't have a spiritual health, 
in, in schools. We're not taught how to be spiritually healthy. But there's a big word, dichotomy or a trichotomy, for, depending on how you view uh, a person, where we're made up of a body, a soul, and then like a mind spirit, or in my opinion, just a body and a, a body and a soul. And what happens is we have we have these physical parts of us that we can connect to the mind and the body, but they're so intricately connected to the soul that they influence each other. I mean, we just think about basic things. I'm sure most of a lot of people have, are listening have heard at some point. If you force yourself to smile, you'll be in a bit of a better mood. Or if you go running, that'll improve your mental state. And that just shows how interconnected these things are. It's not just chemicals in the brain that are influenced, but it's our soul too. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, he's laughing because the dog keeps just trying to pester me. Yep. You got you to show him who's boss. That's why he and doesn't I'm pester just me. Like, I'm elbowing him. Yeah, you're elbowing him in the face. He doesn't care. <laughs> Mom, this he dog doesn't. runs into the wall and concusses himself regularly. Oh, my god. When goodness. I get him dog food, <laughs> he will do circles, kind of like Bella does. And he'll just do them super quick, like insanely quick and fast. And he'll just headbutt a wall full on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure he has a little bit of CTE at this point. Brett Bob, not really, but anyways, going back to eternal life. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think for me, um, I think what's really important is to, to be more conscious of, or what I want to start doing is to be more conscious of the here and now in terms of eternal life. And I really like what Max Lucado um, has to say about it. You know, he had like basically four points and he said to find joy in the ordinary, to count your blessings to accept forgiveness and to finish the race. And I think, um, you know, just like hang in there. I mean, because life throws all kinds of things our way, right? And it's it's really how we respond to things. It's not what happens to us in life, but it's how we respond to what happens to us in life. And so I think it's important that we just need to endure and um, let us not become weary for doing good, right? Yeah, no, I think that's a big part of it. I, I also feel like uh, that's really good advice, uh, but a part of it also needs to be that, like like we've been saying, eternity can be here now. We can have a part of this now, and I think right. those are those are good things, but it gives off more of a vibe of just grit your teeth and keep enduring, but that's not just heaven. Heaven isn't just enduring life. Heaven is awe-inspiring it's going to be amazing and it can be amazing uh focus on the joy focus on the little Mm -hmm. things that we can do and have love with in this life Uh, relationship with christ foremost absolutely uh there's there's so many great things that we can never going to do in heaven that we can also have an aspect of joy with them now like there's going to be feasts in heaven I I love eating. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I can't I'm imagine I can't imagine I can't imagine a heaven where we just have super metabolism and we could eat as much as we want. Mm. Uh with in the sense of just feasting with God. Uh Cheese there's gonna cake. be there's gonna be things Pizza. there's gonna be things that beyond our imagination. Lasagna. 
There's going to be there's going to be so <laughs> many different aspects of eternal life as well. Like there's one aspect of eternal life that we can't get now. Uh, that, that that we will not understand until we're resurrected is gender and sex. Uh, because when Jesus talks about Matthew 22, there's, he talks about, uh, not a parable, but he talks about a story. Pharisees come up to him and they say, a woman marries a man and the, her husband dies. And then, so according to the ancient Aries tradition, she would marry the younger brother and then he dies and then she does so for seven brothers who she married to in heaven and jesus says people are gonna be like angels they're not gonna be married or given in marriage in heaven and well when we're made in eden part of the reason that we're made with gender and sex is so we could have marriage and so we can understand the trinity better but if we don't have marriage we won't really have as many gender norms necessarily and we definitely won't be having like marriage or biological sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's this, but, but <laughs> like, I don't know. We, maybe we'll still have the things that make us men and women. Maybe we won't. Uh, we just don't know. We, we, don't, we know. don't know. It's not in the Bible. So we don't know. I would, I would argue to say that I think uh, we'll come to un- have a much better grip of gender and understanding since God based men and women both off of him. And it's just, like, there's so many little things. Sorry, my mom was just pointing at something repeatedly. (laughs) And I don't, you're just pointing. And you're pointing at my phone. So I say, what, do you want my phone? I wanted the paper underneath his phone. (laughs) I'm sorry, Brian. I think I think one of the things we should learn as we keep doing this is because uh, because uh, our time is nearing close to an end. Yes. But uh, when we want to communicate, we can just say it <laughs> instead of point until we don't understand things. I'm sorry. You know we're still getting used to each other and and doing this together. But I have to admit, I am really enjoying this time with you, Brian. I mean, definitely one thing we can't be can be we can't be uh, accused of is being inauthentic. This is true. We are very authentic. Yes. Also, I don't think it's kind of like the Bible stories where the, why would the disciples write stories where they themselves play idiots? It's kind of like, <laughs> why would we do a podcast if we're inauthentic, if we're just making ourselves look kind of dumb? <laughs> so is there anything else you wanted to share about eternal life? I do just want to repeat John seventeen three. This is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and the Christ whom you've sent. You can have eternity now, you'll have eternity later, but what it truly is at its core will be the same, and that's knowing God. However that looks for you, however you imagine it, the core of it will be relationship, and it'll be amazing. It's all about relationship. It's about our relationship with God, and it's about our relationship with others. Yep. Well, thank you for joining us today. I did want to give a shout out to Lori and Allison and Debbie, and Cindy, and Tom, and those who have, um, and Pam, who have given me feedback from the last couple episodes, and some um, information, uh, recommendations for the future, for future episodes, so um, we thank you for joining us, and if you'd like to contact us, please send an email to realworldpod at gmail.com, and thank you for joining us today. Yes, thank you.